This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Joe Reed, and this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Sandy Henschel has been with me all week, and she has had this range of listening pleasures for us all. So I'm curious. I have no idea how we're going to end this week. Where are we going, Sandy? We're going to The Postmistress of Paris by Meg Waite Clayton. It's read by Imani Jane Powers and Graham Halstead. And it's quite wonderful. It's inspired by a true story of Chicago heiress Mary Jane Gold. And that woman, Mary Jane Gold, worked to smuggle artists and intellectuals out of France during World War II. So it's a novel. It's a novel, but it's based on Mary Jane Gold's life. It's not a true story. It's a Roman à clef. There are real people in it, but the main two characters are fictional. Okay. And tell me, just give me a thumbnail sketch of what's going on here. Okay. Nane is a very wealthy Chicago heiress who decides to stay in France when World War II is on the horizon rather than go back to the U.S. and live the life of a wealthy socialite. As the war moves closer, Nane becomes the postmistress of Paris, delivering messages for the resistance that she doesn't have any idea what she's delivering. So is she literally the postmistress of of Paris, or is that a name that's bestowed upon her? Yes, that's a name that they give her because she is so instrumental in helping Paris resistance uh, against the Nazis. Now, there are two narrators. There's Imani Jade Powers and there's Graham Holstead. Why two? Okay, Imani Jade Powers is Nane for most of the book and then all the other characters in her sections. But Graham Halstead is Edward Moss. He's a photographer and he has a five-year-old daughter and they escape from Germany. But once they get to France, he's put into a labor camp filled with artists and intellectuals. In the camp, Edward dreams of a reunion with his five-year-old daughter whom he's had to leave behind and escape from France, and Nane helps them. Wow. And Halstead is awfully good as Edward. His range is really impressive. He slips from Edward to his daughter, Luki, easily. He sounds convincing no matter which character he inhabits. And an author's note follows the book where she explains that this book is not her personal story. There was no romance, but she did provide the financial support to assist the resistance. Well, why don't we hear a little now? 
Nane is flying her plane, but in order to avoid hitting a black swan, she makes a dangerous course adjustment, and that's what we hear. Okay, this is The Postmistress of Paris. It's by Meg White-Clayton, read by Imani Jade Powers and Graham Holstead, and we'll be hearing from Imani in this clip. Back at a thousand feet, she circled, waiting for her damn heart to stop trying to escape her damn chest. The Seine looped soothingly from the west to the south and onto the east, to another view of the Eiffel Tower, more distant now. The frozen lake that might have been her cold grave, and that of Dagobert and the Swan, too, circled back into view. All right, she said to Dagobert, still crouched on the floorboard, as rattled as her own nerves. She descended toward the lake again, this time to a less daring five hundred feet, to run along the length of the water, past the waterfall and to the left of the island and the emperor's kiosk, its little blue dome so hopeful. And there he was, at the north tip of the lake, the black swan, settled safely on the ice. I really like the quality of her voice and its intonation. Right. Imani Jade Powers' voice has a lilting quality. She manages to capture the emotion, the heartfelt emotion in the narrative. And so this is a book you recommend? I recommend it strongly. I enjoyed it every, every minute of it. Oh, okay. That is The Postmistress of Paris by Meg White Clayton, read by Imani J. Powers and Graham Holstead. All right, Sandy, this is a good week. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, Joe. I love talking with you. As do I. And I want to remind people one more time that today you can hear publisher of Audiophile Michelle Cobb in conversation with Malcolm Gladwell about podcasts and about audiobooks and all manner of things audio. If you follow Behind the Mic wherever you get your podcasts, this will appear in your feed. So do it and look for it. It's a really good conversation. You'll love it. Behind the Mic is sponsored by Cheryl Woods' Sweet Magnolia series. With the new season available to watch on Netflix, now you might want to listen to the entire audiobook series brought to you by Dreamscape Media. For more information about Sweet Magnolias, visit dreamscapepublishing.com. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, Emily Connolly, Sandy Henschel, and Ellen Minskoff are contributors. Jennifer Dow is our editor, and the music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening. Mm-hmm.